0: We are all in this together. Now, now by this, I, I, I do not mean the chaos of politics and various uh, special requests and isolation and, and division and all that. By together, by this, I mean that we are together in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah. We are in this together. We share in the victory and the hope of Christ's resurrection. Because together with Christ, we have been raised and we will be. We were raised from death. And we will be raised to eternal life. Now listen, we don't, at Heritage, we don't con or ask people or beg for approval or nothing like that. But if you're looking for a Sunday to shout a little more, this is your Sunday. We were raised from death. We will be raised to eternal life. And we should live like it. But first we must consider the condition that we were in without Christ. Paul tells us that apart from Christ, without Christ, we were dead. We were dead. Let's look together, please. Let's go to that slide. Let's look together at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Uh, I'm, if you'd like to read aloud along with me, I'll read slowly so you can. Once you were under God's curse, doomed forever for your sins. You went along with the crowd and were just like all the others, full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince and power of the air, who is at work right now in the hearts of those who are against the Lord. Let's keep reading. Yeah. Yikes went there. Someone can say yikes. Verse 3. All of us used to be just as they are. See that? Together. Every, this applies to everybody. Okay? All of us used to be just as they are. Our lives expressing the evil within us, doing every wicked thing that our passions or our evil thoughts might lead us into. We started out bad being born with evil natures and were under God's anger just like everyone else. Paul is talking here to Christians about their condition prior to Christ. And that prior to Christ, their condition was the same as everybody. We were all in this death together. So he's talking to Christians about their condition prior to Christ. But let me say this again. If you are not a Christian, you should be and you can be. Yes. Yes. The Bible says that we re- we should repent. That means recognize that we have been sinners, but we don't need to be anymore. Yeah. We turn away from sin and we turn toward Christ. We repent. And we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and we should expect to receive the Holy Spirit because it is the Holy Spirit, the seal of our salvation, who comes upon us and applies to our life powerfully all that Christ has accomplished perfectly. So he's talking to these Christians and reminding them that they were dead. We were dead. The New Living, which I'm reading from, the, or not the New Living, the Living Bible, says we were doomed. We were doomed. We were dead in our trespasses and our sins. He's not being redundant. He's not saying the same thing over again. There's, both of them are wrong, but the, the, the idea of trespass is exactly how it sounds. If you trespass, you know that there's a boundary that says, uh, don't cross here. Uh, stay off the grass. Right? And a trespass is to say, I recognize that this is I'm not supposed to do this, but I willfully step over a boundary. Yeah. That's a trespass. And God, we know that God has established moral boundaries and mankind has willfully crossed over them. Yeah. And, you know, and, there, and, and, and therefore decided that we were deserving of, of discipline, of judgment. But also the word sin, sin is a different word. Sin means to miss the mark. And that means that even, that means we can smile and sometimes, you know, give it our our doggone golly best, but miss the mark. All have fallen short. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have trespassed and we have missed the mark and we are dead and doomed because of it. And Paul said, we lived oriented to the ways of this world. He said, we went along with the crowd. We acted like we, we were creatures of impulse and passion. Indulgent, licentious, angry, all of that. We lived inclined to and oriented to the ways of a fallen world. And, don't answer yet. We lived under the influence of Satan. Paul doesn't give us A, B, and C. He said, if we're not living under the, the lordship of Jesus, those who are not living under the lordship of Jesus are living under the tyranny, the dominion, the influence of Satan, enslaved. Now, to say we lived under the influence of Satan is not a, doesn't say that you signed up to be a Satanist. He's not saying you wear a pentagram because you like it or whatever. He's saying that you were trapped behind enemy lines. Living under the tyranny. That's why, that's, why, that's why Peter describes Jesus, anointed by the Holy Spirit, going about doing good and healing all who were under the tyranny of the devil. Tyranny is always evil. Sometimes things are just for free. Tyranny is evil. We all lived, apart from Christ, we all lived under the influence of Satan. And Paul says that, 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 that he, the prince and power of the air, is at work in the lives of those who do not believe. We all lived according to the impulse of our passions and our evil thoughts. And because of all of this, we were under God's anger, his wrath. Now, we want to make sure that we understand what God's wrath is. God's wrath is not impetuous. Impetuous, it is not short-tempered. God's wrath is a constant. It is as constant as His holiness. It is as constant as His love. It is as constant as His goodness. We should be thankful for the wrath of God that never changes because God has never changed His attitude towards evil. The wrath of God is His absolute vitriolic intolerance for evil. Because he knows what it is. We were dead, disobedient, enslaved, and condemned. But, verse 4 picks it up. How many are glad that the Bible didn't stop at verse 3? Verse 4 continues, if you'd like to read it with me. But God is so rich in mercy. He loved us so much that even though we were spiritually dead and doomed by our sins, He gave us back our lives again when He raised Christ from the dead. Only by His undeserved favor have we ever been saved and lifted us up from the grave. Woo! Say it again with me. Lifted us up from the grave. One more time. And lifted us up from the grave into glory along with Christ, where we sit with him in the heavenly realms all because of what Jesus did. Yes. Woo. Woo. Paul says, We were doomed, we were dead, but God raised us from the death of our sin. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have been raised. We were dead, but we have been raised. Somebody say it out loud with me. We have been raised. We are no longer dead in our sin. We are no longer enslaved by the devil. We are no longer condemned. This is why we're so happy about the resurrection. It's not just a cool thing that happened, because it is. But because of the resurrection of Jesus, we have been raised. We are no longer dead. We are no longer enslaved. And we are no longer condemned. If you are not a Christian, you should be. Paul continues. Listen to Colossians chapter 1, and verse 13 and 14. For he has rescued us out Of the darkness and gloom of Satan's kingdom. (laughs) We were in that kingdom. And it was dark and gloomy. But he's rescued us. He's rescued us. That, That means he came and got you. That means you were worth it. He came... And got you. He did You didn't fill out an application. You, you didn't have to make a collect phone call from prison.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: he, he came. He came and found us, and we weren't. We didn't even know anyone was looking. He has rescued us out of the darkness and gloom of Satan's kingdom. Ooh, sometimes, if you have I have I told you to read your Bible out loud. Have I suggested that you read it out loud and sometimes slow? For He has rescued us out of the darkness and gloom of Satan's kingdom. If that's true, that that I'm hmm, I'm looking at that. That's past tense and absolute. That means the darkness and gloom of Satan's kingdom no longer has any right in my life. Well, still got these. No, I've been rescued. I've been. I mean, I mean, like Heaven's, you know, SEAL Team Six came in and pulled me out. I've been rescued from the darkness and gloom. I don't have to live in darkness and gloom. I know there's more notes in Bible. He's rescued us out of the darkness and gloom of Satan's kingdom and brought us. See, that's also passive. That's also passive. I'm
1: like,
0: you got? He came and found me. Stop social media. He, I know you're doing it for us. He came and found me. Brought me out of. Well, this is not. You don't need to be rescued from this. But, but rescued, rescued, rescued. And then brought. So brought. brought. That, means, that means. he didn't. He didn't say. He didn't say. All right, you're rescued. Now I want you to do your doggone golly best to see if you can get here over on my side. Now, nah, Not only did you rescue me, he picked me up. You can sit back. He picked us up and brought us. He didn't even tell us to sit me back. He brought me. I've been rescued, and he sought me, and he bought me, and he brought me. He brought me into the kingdom of his dear son. The son of his love. The kingdom of his beloved son. That means I belong in the kingdom of the beloved. I've been brought there. His dear son who bought our freedom with his blood and forgave. He bought our freedom and forgave all our sins. There's only two possibilities. When I say he forgave all of our sins and three of you said something, there's only two possibilities. (laughs) You you have forgotten that you needed forgiveness or you don't believe you receive it. Think about it for a minute and let me say it again. He has forgiven all our sins. Yes. Yes, He's cut it off, sent it away, separated our sin as far from us as the east is from the west, cast it into the sea of His forgetfulness, never to be mentioned, never to be seen, never to be counted. Nobody can find it, totally expunged. No record of being fingerprinted? (laughs) No record of the arresting? I could have helped him preach that when he was telling me. No record of the arresting officer. That's right, because he took the accusation against us. He took the accusation that was against us and nailed it to the cross. What arresting officer? What demon? What record? What sentence? It's gone. All there is. All there is. When I see the blood. When we were raised, we were rescued from Satan's power. When we were raised, we were redeemed, and we were ransomed and brought into the kingdom of Christ. And when we were raised, He forgave all our sins. And because we were raised together with Christ, we will be. We know that we have been raised because He was raised. And He's told us what He was going to do and what it would do for us, and then He did it. So we know, we know because of that empty tomb that we too, that we too have been raised But because the same one who said, I'm going to rise again, said, I will return. And he will return. And because he will return, we know that because we have been raised, we will be. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning at verse 14. Uh, You can read this with me if you like, but let me just mark and see where you are. Hang on just a minute. Okay. Let's, if, you want, if you want to read this with me, I'll read it slowly enough so we can. For since we believe that Jesus died and then came back to life again, we can also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him all the Christians who have died. I can tell you this directly from the Lord, that we who are still living when the Lord returns will not rise to meet Him ahead of those who are in their graves. What? Verse 16. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a mighty shout and the soul-stirring cry of the archangel and the great trumpet call of God and the believers who are dead will be the first to rise to meet the Lord then we who are still alive and remain on earth will be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and remain with Him forever. We were raised from death and we will be raised to eternal life. And we will live together forever with Christ. Death has lost its victory. Where, O oh, death, is your sting? We are free. We, listen, we have, we have been raised and we will be raised. Therefore, we should live like it. We should live in the victory of Christ's resurrection and in the hope of our own. Friends, there is absolute victory behind us an imperishable hope in front of us there is absolute victory behind us an imperishable hope in front of us like Lazarus we are those who live who can now live without grave clothes Jesus said to the the people, they said, roll the stone away, Lazarus, come forth, and as soon as he came out, he said, "Loose him, Get rid of his, take the grave clothes from him, because grave clothes have no place on the living, and you are alive. You have been raised. You can now live a life apart from grave clothes. You don't need to wear the shame and the sin and the stain and the addiction and the bondage and the brokenness. You live without grave clothes. Victory is behind you. He's freed you. The same Jesus who went around doing good under the power of the Holy Spirit, that same Spirit has living in you now, applying to your life all the power of Christ's resurrection. You are people who live without grave clothes. You don't look dead, you don't smell dead, and you don't act dead. You have been raised. And, And you live in hope. You live with hope. do you? The imperishable hope of resurrection and eternal life. Oh, man. Do you know, a few years ago, a few minutes ago, there was a wacky dude named Freud. <laughs> and he postulated that all of humanity lives in death avoidance. And even a broken clock is right twice a day. If you got a broken clock, I know a guy. Am I right? Okay, but uh, but it wasn't wrong. Apart that, apart from Christ, humanity does live in avoiding death. That we engage in fantasy, we engage, and that's why people seek out this. They seek out whatever they can do to to avoid the idea, to hide the fact that death is waiting. So they live in all kinds of disorders and anxieties and and pursuits to deny. This dreadful fact, and they end up living vain and futile lives, fearful lives. They end up. Some people end up stop living because they're afraid of death. But not so you. That's it. Not so you, my friends. Not so you. You. Ha- you have no fear of death. You cannot die because Jesus said, He who believes in me even though he dies, yet shall he live. Jesus said, Because I live, you too shall live. You have been stamped with eternity. You have the seal of heaven on you, the Holy Ghost himself. You cannot die. You'll live forever with Jesus Christ. And oh, that's such an important message. We have folks, even in our congregation right now, who are who are who are wrestling through some of the just. The, it is appointed a man who wants him to die, and their and their bodies are reaching the end of their race. But the same, but but if the same, if that spirit, that same spirit who raised Christ from the dead, wow. shall quicken also your mortal bodies, yes. you have no fear. That's right. yes. You live as people characterized by a hope. You should walk around like a deer with their eyes caught in headlights. Intoxicated by a hope. So much so that people say, what in the world is your damage? That's a paraphrase of Peter saying, be ready to give an answer for the hope that you have. We live in in between these poles These gravitational pulls of victory and hope. Victory compelling me and hope calling me. Victory compelling me, hope calling me. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you a couple things the Bible says about our victory and our hope. Romans chapter 6. Paul talks about our victory. You ready? Again, this is a living Bible. That's really good. Christ rose from the dead. And will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. He died once for all to end sin's power. This is what I mean by victory. Do you? Victory. What kind of victory? He died once for all to end sin's power. Somebody needs to stop listening to somebody tell them, well, you know, you're just a sinner saved by grace. You're... He didn't die so you could struggle with the sin. Yes. Yes. My, best, best, my best count, we were doing that before he died. Yes. He didn't die so you could struggle. He, he died to end sin's power. Yes. <sighs> but now he lives forever in unbroken fellowship with God. So look upon your old sin nature as Dead. And unresponsive to sin. Can you read that? Can you read that? If you can believe that, it'll make your day. What? What? So look upon your old sin nature as dead and unresponsive to sin. And instead, be alive to God. You were raised. Be alive to God. Alert to Him through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do not let sin control. Listen to the living. This is just good preaching. Do not let sin control your puny body any longer. Do not give in to its sinful desires. Do not let any part of your bodies become tools of wickedness to be used for sinning, but give yourselves completely to God. Every part of you. For you are back from death. You're back, baby. You are back from death, and you want to be tools in the hands of God, used for His good purposes. Verse fourteen: Sin need never again be your master. That's right. Yes. Preach that. I, Paul is. <laughs> for now, you are no longer tied to the law where sin enslaves you. You are free under God's favor and mercy. But don't answer yet. There's more. There's more victory. Romans chapter eight verse eleven. And if the Spirit of God, who raised up Jesus from the dead, lives in you, He will make your dying bodies live again after you die by means of the same Holy Ghost. I just wish the Living Bible said the same Holy Ghost, but anyway, the same Holy Spirit, same Holy Ghost living within you. Somebody needs to know. We're going to learn about it next week. We're going to start next week talking about Acts, and then we're going to talk over and over and over and over and over again about the same Holy Ghost. <laughs> Somebody told me. Somebody told me this weekend um, when they first came, they really liked it. They could feel God's presence, and they loved everything about church. And it was a long time ago they came, and they loved everything. And they're leaving. and They're like, "Man, I want to come back." And, and the the spouse said, "Yeah, it was great, but that guy kind of yelled a lot." Uh, he's not mad, and I do. I, uh, it's just it's like you can you know, look. You can if you shake up the soda bottle, it's gonna. Not upset. Just all shook up. <laughs> and if the Spirit of God, who raised up Jesus from the dead, lives in you, he will make your dead body your life, you by means of the same Holy Ghost living in you, so, dear brothers, you have no obligation whatever to your old sinful nature to do whatever it begs you to do. I love how it just makes fun of this sinful nature. It's a beggar. For if you keep on following it, you're lost and perish. But if through the power of the Holy Spirit you crush it and its evil deeds, you shall live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Victory compelled by victory and called by hope. What kind of hope? Listen, listen, Paul, considering all of this stuff, now he looks forward in Romans chapter 8 and in verse 31. What can we ever say to such things? What such wonderful things as these? If God is on our side. Now, some of you have asked the only words you hear all weekend, you could have a good Easter weekend. God is on your side. Well, how do you know? Because the tomb is empty. Yeah. If God is on our side, who can ever be against us? And there's a footnote that says, so bring it. And then there's two asterisks that say, come at me, bro. Only in special Bibles. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If God is on our side, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son for us, but gave him up for us all, won't he also surely give us everything else who dares accuse us whom god has chosen for his own will god no he is the one who has forgiven us and given us right standing with himself who then will condemn us will christ no that's, that's how you should read your Bible. No, for he is the one who died for us and came back to life again for us and is sitting at the highest honor next to God pleading that for us there in heaven then can ever keep christ's love from us now let me just say it again what's christ's love christ's love is far it's more than a feeling christ's love is way not just a feeling it's not just warm fuzzies it's not just sentiment it is action it is commitment it is loyal kindness it is god finding you rescuing you and bringing you close god the love of god is his is his loyal covenant commitment to act in compassion and in mercy and faithfulness in your life when we have trouble or calamity. When we are hunted down or destroyed, is it because he doesn't love us anymore? And if we're hungry or penniless or in danger or threatened with death, has God deserted us? No. 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 For the scriptures tell us that for his sake we must be ready to face death at any moment. We are like sheep awaiting slaughter. But despite all of this, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us enough to die for us. For I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from His love. Death can't. Life can't. The angels won't. And all the powers of hell itself cannot keep God's love away. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, or where we are, high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ when He died for us. So you and I, friends, we live like those who have been and will be raised. You used to be doomed because of sin, but now your sins are forgiven. You used to live under Satan's power, but now you are led by and live by the power of the Holy Spirit. You used to live for this world, but now you live for the age to come. You are compelled by victory and called by hope. Together... We have been raised. Yes. Together we will be. And together we must live like Him. Yes. Yes. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand and give the Lord thanks, can we? Thank you, Jesus. Can we just give Him thanks? Lord, we give you thanks and praise. We give you thanks and
2: praise. We give you thanks and praise. Because He lives... living just because He lives. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Life is worth the living just because He lives. We're going to get ready to baptize those who have come prepared or wish to
0: be now. So if you have come to be baptized or if you are a family member, Pastor Jeremy is waiting over there for you right now. Would you find your way, make your way over to him? As as they do that, I want to pray over all of us. I want to pray for you this morning that the Holy Spirit would impress upon you, the Holy Spirit would refresh within you a confidence in the victory that is yours because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I pray for you this morning that you would be compelled by a new and living confidence in the victory of Jesus Christ. That you would look upon, as the Scripture said, that you would look upon, you would look upon your old sinful, sinful nature as dead and unresponsive to sin. You would look upon the 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 the, the dominion, the tyranny of Satan, as a place a, a gloom and darkness that you have been rescued from and brought into the kingdom of His Son. I pray this morning that you have a confidence to live free from all grave clothes. And I pray the Holy Spirit would renew your hope that you are a people stamped with eternity, stamped with the very loving faithfulness of God, that the love of God has come upon you. He loved you enough to save you. And His loving activity, His saving work, is at work in your life every day and will be from now until eternity. That nothing will ever separate you from His saving, redeeming, providing, protecting, faithful, covenant love. You are a people stamped with eternity. You are raised and you will be.
2: is worth the living just, just because, because he, lives. he lives let's
0: try it again because, because he
3: lives. lives I can't face too long.
0: one more time. Friends, why don't you be seated? We're just going to wait for our, our candidates to come. Jeremy, please. This, this is Lex Rodriguez. Woo-hoo! Step right up. Lex wants you come right here. Thank you. Hello, Lex. Is it Hi. just Lex? You Alexa. That? Alexa? <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. So well, let me ask you a question. When you think about Jesus, what does he call you? Me. Me. Okay, yeah. good. Well, he calls you daughter for sure. All right. Uh, Lex do you believe that you were raised with Christ? Yes. Do you believe that you will be raised with Him? Yes. Is Jesus Christ your Lord? Yes. All right, I'm going to anoint you with oil now. Lex, do you today commit, to your, to your according to your will and your decision, to follow Jesus Christ for the rest of your life? Yes. Well, I'm going to anoint you with oil now and pray that God anoints you by His Holy Spirit to live for and to live like Jesus under the empowering seal of the Holy Spirit. And may the Spirit of God meet you this morning powerfully in these waters of baptism. Amen. I'll ask you to join me here. Lex, based upon the profession of your faith, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Good. This is Tammy Hassan. Hello, Tammy. Hello. Hello. All right, hang on just a minute. Very good. Tammy, do you believe? I do. (laughs) 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 She just said, I do. Yeah. Uh, Is Jesus Christ your Lord? Yes. Have you been raised with him? Yes. Is he going to come back for you? Yes. You're going to have you live for him? Yes. You're going to live for for him? You're going to start living for him. All right. We're going to anoint you with oil now in the name of Jesus, Tammy. And we're going to say, may the Holy Spirit come upon you. May the very seal of heaven be upon you today. May the Spirit of God come upon you in power. May the influence and the assurance of the power of the age to come be upon you. May you live in power and in purity as you live for and live like Jesus all the days of your life. And may that same Holy Spirit quicken this mortal body one day. May he meet you today in these waters of baptism. And may you never be the same in Jesus' name. Good job. It's warm. Yes, nice. It is. Water's warm. ha. <laughs> <laughs> Can be based upon the confession of your faith. It is my privilege in the name of Jesus Christ to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you would like prayer for any reason you need help, healing, or help, or hope today, we'll stay back and pray with you and for you. The cafe is open for you to enjoy fellowship and food with one another. Happy Resurrection Sunday.